0: What is going on, guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the eight game NBA main slate on Saturday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome, my name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. If you guys are playing week 11 NFL main slate, be on the lookout for uh, my final look video. That'll be up early tomorrow morning. Uh, if you guys are unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. Link down below, Called the DK DFS show. And if you're interested in signing for premium content, offer them on patreon.com, NBA, NFL, and esports package. The sponsor of the video is prize picks prize picks is the first time watching is a player prop site where you can take over under on fancy points or over under on straight up points assists, rebounds um so right now they just have the points up here for tomorrow but yeah that's they're gonna have a lot more posted throughout the day um, but yeah uh, you can mix and match sports as well and you can win up to 10x your money so if you guys want to try out prize picks make sure to sign up use my code dkdfs it is dkdfs it is all one word and you'll get a hundred percent match up to 100 all right guys so before we get into players and their prices for this eight game slate let's look back my right lineup here from tonight so tonight was close was pretty close to a takedown not gonna lie um you know, DeAndre Ayton foul trouble, and then um, Ayton and Brunson getting pulled with, like, two minutes left in a 12-point game. That hurt. That probably cost me a good $500 or so. Like, you see the Jazz up by 30 in the fourth quarter playing their starters. But in a 10, 12-point game with two minutes left, nah, it's wave the white flag. Like, really? 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 Um, it was really close call for me with Gary Payton versus Patty Mills. I won Gary Payton. Patty Mills did better uh, by about ten fancy points. Pool was great at you know pretty high ownership about fifty percent. Um, Will Barton went, was actually a floor game. So this is what I, this was what I was hammering home at Patreon was the safe approach is just load up on Golden State, load up on Brooklyn, and load up on Dallas, being Porzingis and Brunson. Like that was like you just do that for cash games. That's the optimal build. But but if you want to roll the dice. And um, and hope that Jokic gets ruled out, then you can get some of these uh, Denver guys at very low ownership. And Barton only 26%, um, Gordon only 7%, right? If we got that Jokic news, say, an hour before lock, that ownership would have been way different. So those are usually situations where I roll the dice and I hope uh, that that player ends up being ruled out and that we don't get the news till after lock. Because, like we saw today, when Jokic got ruled out after lock, the ownership was very, very low on these Denver guys. Now, That was definitely a floor game from Will Barton without Jokic. He goes for like 50 with Jokic, but 35 without Jokic. A little bit tilting. Expected a little bit more there from Barton. B. Leica, I was going back and forth with him and JTA. Um, I thought since JTA was starting, he'd get more ownership. It was about the same. He got a little more ownership, but B. Leica, I think, outscored him like a couple points. Aiton got in foul trouble. Yay. And then I got pulled two minutes left. Again, pretty tilted about that, I guess, too. Uh, I wasn't watching, but someone told me they threw an alley-oop him, and he like, just passed it out. So like he could have gotten the double-double because so he had 8 and 17. So like that would have been a big help. Probably would have won me a couple extra $100. Harden was uh, you know, a chalk spend up in high stakes. No surprise there. Um, and then, yeah, I got Aaron Gordon at super, super low ownership, and Brunson uh, finished with 41. Oh, I don't even have the uh, – let me go to um, – here, I'll show you guys how to do this too. I don't even have the uh, – what is it? The Thunderdome up. So you go to NBA. Uh, and then you go to View Live Contest. And let's see who won the Thunderdome. The so View Live Contest. You can check out whichever tournament you want. Oh, let's actually go to this Rainmaker special. Um, $3,000 entry, 130 entries. Let's see. Who ended up winning this? Chipotle Attic. So he had a lineup of... Aiton Poole, Tatum, JTA, Aiden Mills, Gordon, and Harden. So pretty close. What do you finish? 348. I was 327. So not too far off there. Um, The one thing I will say too is contest selection. Um, I entered a tournament with over 200 entries, which is a little bit of a bigger size tournament. Um, I'm just kind of mad at myself that usually I focus on those smaller ones, like 20 to 50 entries. Because if I did one of those, I probably would have taken it down or gotten like second and would have had a better ROI, right? Like I feel like I had a really, really good night here, and I only like 3x money in this tournament, about 4x overall. Should have been a bigger night. That's my that's that's on me for not entering that smaller field, uh, more smaller field tournament, right? Easier ROI. Um, but yeah, this was ownership. Let's see. Gary Payton, 34%. Pool, 60%. Tatum, 14%. JTA, 50 plus percent. eight and 43%. Mills, about 30 Gordon, see, Gordon got way more ownership here, right? So like the Sharp players, you know, ownership's going to go a lot higher. So Gordon, about 30% uh, in this one, whereas in mine, he was only about what, 7%, right? And then Harden, 73%. Let's see. What else ownership-wise stands out here? Hart had another good game. Um... Again, the Gordon ownership in this one was a lot higher than it was in my uh, tournament. Porzingis, once again, uh, 30-plus percent on another smash for him. Uh, Matamoros got a little bit of ownership. He was okay. Expected a little bit more um, there. But, yeah, it was just kind of Aaron Gordon that took over. Uh, Anything else that kind of stands out here? Giannis got a little ownership. I just wasn't touched in that game. I was not confident that the game stayed competitive, but hey, the Thunder kept it close. So, oh, James Johnson. He was an absolute smash smash play, 1% ownership. Um, But yeah, guys, that is it for the look back. Hope you guys had a good night. It was a really good night uh, for a lot of us over on Patreon. So hoping to keep that going. Let's talk about this eight-game slate. So we'll start off with Miami. So Miami, once again, we have Jimmy Butler, or Jimmy Butler. Bam Bio is questionable. Um, my ex, I think he plays, and Hero was out but upgraded to questionable, so that's two pretty big pieces of news to keep an eye on. If they're both out, then Jimmy Butler makes for a pretty good spend-up. Um, who's just going to have to do it all? Uh, him and Lowry look decent, but I would prefer spending the extra couple thousand for Jimmy. Um, and if Bam is out, then Dwayne Dedden becomes a good value play. I know he was kind of let down last time to, uh, Bam was out, but I'd be fine going right back to the wall there. Um, if Hero and Bam and buy are both in, there's not a lot that stands out for me uh, on the Miami side. So, yeah, monitor the status there of those two guys. Moving on to Washington. So, tough matchup here. Didn't really be returning. I really don't have much interest. Kuzma had a ceiling game last game. I'm not touching that. Uh, Gafford is currently questionable. If he can't go, The Montrez is probably my favorite play on this team, who probably starts to play 36 minutes last game. Um, kind of had a floor game. I know it's not the best matchup, but um, if there's no Gafford, I'm fine going to Montrez there in the mid-range probably not contending else. I tried to roll the dice at Denny. He had negative 0.5 fancy points at half. That's why I don't play score independent players. But when I fade, 11, 10 rebounds. I play him one rebound and negative 0.5 points at half. Pelicans and Pacers. So on the Pelican side, Jonas Valanciunas had a really solid game tonight, played 38 minutes and absolutely smashed 50 fancy points. Um, I think he's a solid option, but you know with Ingram back, the usage isn't as high. Brandon Ingram himself at 8.3K, also playing big, big minutes. I think a decent option kind of in the upper mid-tier. I think he goes a little bit overlooked. Devontae Graham missed the game uh, today. I don't think he comes back tomorrow. NAW really didn't get that minutes bump. He only played 27 minutes. Um, he's been up and down this season. Josh Hart's been pretty consistent, though. Only 5.1K. I think he'll be pretty popular tomorrow. But he's continuing to play big minutes, continuing to rebound the ball really well. And this is an up-tempo game. So I think Josh Hart makes a pretty good play in the mid-range. And they started, where is he? Santa Ransky at the flat min price He played 25 minutes. If he starts again, he's viable. I think Kira Lewis... Uh, got some extra run there, too. Yeah, he played 23 minutes. I had a really good game. If you want to go to him as a contrarian option in tournaments, I don't think it's the worst idea. Um, and obviously monitored their starting lineup. But I would assume if, if Graham's out, that Sato starts again. On the Pacers side, man, if you played Sabonis or Brogdon uh, tonight, I really feel for you. Like you, um, well, Rick Carlisle is just the absolute worst. Like what on earth is he doing with that rotation? He just w- waved the white flag like at halftime. Like no one, like Sabonis or Brogdon played 20 minutes. 22 minutes for Sabonis and, like, 21 for Brogdon. Like, are you serious, Rick Carlisle? Are you actually serious? 23. Um, But, yeah, decent spot here for both of them. I do prefer the price on Brogdon. Sabonis' usage has been down this year. It's a little bit concerning. The rest of the Pacers, there's really not much. LaVert, Turner I'm probably going to pass on. Uh, Who was it? Where is he? Uh, Jeremy Lamb. Where is Jeremy Lamb? Just literally in an insane game today. Where is he? I'm just losing my mind. I can't find them. Can we talk about. we talk about this, guys? Okay, so you see, oh, a ceiling game from 40, 44 fantasy points from Jeremy Lamb. Oh, you know, maybe a lot of the Pacers are out or, you know, whatever blowout. Okay, what are 44 fantasy points? 16 minutes. In 16 minutes, Jeremy Lamb goes for 44 fantasy points. Just think about that for a second. Jeremy Lamb, 16 minutes, 44 fantasy points. That is almost three fantasy points a minute for Jeremy Lamb, who has basically been out of this rotation. That's one of the most wild things I've ever seen in in DFS. I'm not kidding. That is just absolutely insane. All right, OKC and Boston. So... Um, Shay Gittle sales the under 84 can in a competitive game. He's going to play 35 to 38 minutes. The assist numbers are down, so he is a riskier option. But the Thunder going to keep this game close. Probably a big game from him and Giddy. Now, Giddy, minutes have been a little more consistent recently 30 plus the last three games. That's good to see. Again, he's handling the ball a little bit more, doing a decent job of the peripheral stats. So I think a, a solid option in the mid range, not a must basely at 5-1 minutes have been you know a little bit up and down on him the upside's there but the floor is a little bit lower uh, lou dort at 5k good defender he's consistently playing over 30 minutes i think a safe option kind of had an outlier performance two games ago robinson earl i mentioned as like a pivot off of some of those golden state uh value bigs it didn't really work out but, like the minutes were there right but like he still could have gone for like 25 plus fans points if you use robinson earl as a pivot that was like a decent pivot in tournaments it just didn't work tonight Um, But if he starts again and continues to play 25-plus Mets, I think he's actually a decent value because he is power forward eligible, which is nice to see. Okay, on the Boston side, so we've got to keep an eye on Brown and Robert Williams. Um, I don't think either play since they didn't play tonight, but I could be wrong. So Jason Tatum at uh, 9.9. If the Thunder can keep this game close, I think Tatum's a solid option. 50-plus, last couple games. He had a really good game tonight, 64 fancy points, and I like the spot here against the Thunder um, Horford at seven, six, we'll play more at the five without Robert Williams, but he's already priced up. Schroeder revenge out of. He's been playing 34 to 35 minutes a competitive game. I think he's a decent option in the mid range. Uh, Marcus Smart at five one, continues to play 30, 35 minutes. Uh, he's played pretty well too of late. I think he's actually viable. And then Josh Richardson continues to get some decent run off the bench. 25 plus his prices isn't moving. So like Josh Richardson, Josh Richardson, ugh, Josh Richardson, should be like four to 4.5k and he's continuing to be just like three almost mid price so like he's too cheap he's definitely in play for value and i think they started grant Williams again yeah grant Williams is not a good point per minute guy as we saw last game but if he starts again you can use him um he just has a, a lot lower floor all right charlotte in atlanta so lamella balled a really good game tonight he's only 10 or he is 10.4 k, not only because that's price is not super cheap um yeah a guy that it does have this type of upside. He's playing big minutes. So like he played 39 minutes, 36, 38. That's really good to see. Cuz earlier in the year he was playing like under 30 minutes for some reason. I don't know why. He's also shooting guard eligible too for some reason, but um I think LaMelo is a decent spend up, not like a optimal spend up, but definitely someone you can go to in a tournament setting. Bridges at 8K um, has kind of come back down to earth, as has Harrison Barnes, right? These two were the best players uh, to ever step on a basketball court the first couple weeks. Now they're getting back down to earth. Um, Hayward, Rogier, to secondary options. PJ Washington, I don't think he plays. If he misses, you can consider a guy like Mason Plumley, who should play 25 to 28 minutes. Uh, But I don't know if it will be necessary on this slate. Kelly Oubre at 4.4K, he's viable for tournaments. Um, I play him, he gets ejected. I fade him, he smashes. That's just how it always goes. But um, yeah, floor is low on him, ceiling's there. So he's always someone you can consider in GPPs. I'm right, moving on to Atlanta. So Trey Young, never someone I consider for cash games, but isn't played for tournaments. Doesn't really stand out. But again, this is the ceiling he has. He can go for 50, 72, but also has a floor of like low thirties. So never someone I would, I would consider in uh, cash games for tournaments. Yeah, it's an up-tempo matchup against the Hornets. Capella, those minutes are, are ticking up on him uh, 35, 32, 32, 34, 32 minutes. He's a good rebounder. I kind of like him in the spot against Mason Plumlee. I think he should be able to feast. So I don't know if he'll be super popular, but I'm pretty high on, on Clint Capella tomorrow. Uh, John Collins, 7k also playing pretty solid minutes. Um, the main three guys here for the Hawks look good. And then without Hunter, Herter started, he's only 3.8k. Assuming he starts again, I think he makes for a pretty good value play. He does have a relatively low four. I know he got injured here, but like 12 fantasy points in 30 minutes. So he, he can still hurt you, but like he is too cheap if he starts again. So I think Herder is a good value play. Um, if you want to consider guys like Gallinari, Reddish off the bench, you can. The minutes are not as secure as a guy like Herder, uh, but those are two guys that you can look to as pivots off of Herder if you would like. All right, Orlando and Milwaukee. So Cole Anthony seven point nine K. If they're going to keep this game competitive, it's probably because of Cole Anthony um, didn't shoot the ball the best last game, but still in for thirty five fancy points. So I think Cole's a solid GBP play. Mo Bamba 6'5", continuing to play big minutes, 30-35. to At uh, this price point, I think he is viable in tournaments, a good shot blocker. Um, and then you have a couple of value plays, too. Franz Wagner, 4.3K. I think he plays low 30s minutes, um, so... That's the positive here with these magic starters is they're playing them big, big minutes. So um, as long as this game stays competitive, I think Franz Wagner and even uh, Jalen Suggs are decent value plays. Suggs finally had a good game; like finally, we saw 37 fantasy points from Suggs. So I think him, Franz Wagner, both make for decent options. Um, and then Terrence Ross at 3.4 off the bench is viable. He's been getting the, the minutes have been ticking up on him. 31, 26, 30, 34. He is kind of reliant on the scoring, but um, I think he is certainly, certainly in play. Alright, moving on to Milwaukee. So Giannis had a combo at 119 uh, k If you think the magic can keep this game competitive, I think he makes for a pretty safe spend up. My only concern is do the Bucks just blow out the Magic, right? Back-to-back here for the Magic. So, like, that's my that's my worry. But if the game stays close, then Giannis makes for a pretty good spend-up. Not really interested in Middleton or Holiday, their respective price points. I will mention Bobby Ports at 6'7. Uh, he's been continuing to play about 30 minutes without Brooke Lopez. Um, you know, I think he's viable. Uh, but not someone that really stands out at his price point. All right, Memphis and Minnesota, another game that should be played at a pretty fast pace. So John Morant, 10.2. We have Dylan Brooks, doubtful. DeAnthony Melton out, so the usage should be pretty high in a guy like John Morant. Um, I think in a competitive game, we get around 35 minutes from him. So at this price, probably not a cash game play, but I like him for tournaments. Uh, Triple J, just always a headache. You can always play him in a GPP setting, but just be ready to tilt the foul trouble. Adams, the minutes been a little bit too up and down. Like I played him in the spot against Minnesota, assuming he was going to play thirty plus minutes, and uh, and he plays nineteen. So like knowing my luck, he'll actually get thirty plus minutes in this spot and crush, and I'll be very very upset. Um, but yeah, without uh, without Brooks and Melton, I think Desmond Bain at four five makes for a pretty good value play. He's been seeing around thirty minutes, probably gets a a tick up there in usage. I like him, and it's going to be interesting to see who they start. Do they move slow mo in the starting lineup? Or, you know, maybe do they go to a guy like, where is he? John Conchar, possibly. So, like, for um, for Brooks, because Brooks and Melton are out. So, like, they're going to start Jaw, Triple J, Adam, Bain, and then, like, the fifth guy, I'm not sure. So, monitor that starting line of potential value there, and who they end up starting. Moving on to the Minnesota side. So, currently, Towns at 10-1, in play for tournaments. You know, the four has been a little bit lower on him this year with Low and Ant-Man uh, both there. Ant-Man, 8K doesn't really stand out uh d at seven six probably a slight preference to him because the minutes have been pretty high in him he's getting a ton of shot attempts up to 16 21 15 19 shot attempts he's handling the ball getting those assists um and he's shooting guard eligible as well so i think d low probably my favorite player in minnesota um, also like pat beverly for value He continues to play around 30 minutes a competitive game so i think he makes for a relatively safe play and uh vanderbilt assuming he starts again i think is a decent uh Value option is a good point for a guy. He is very prone to foul trouble. He stayed out of foul trouble last game, though, and for 28 fancy points. Um, and that's probably it. Nas Reed actually missed the game last game. If he misses again, that kind of solidifies the minutes for Vanderbilt if he can stay out of foul trouble. All right, a few games left here. Utah and Sacramento. So... On the Utah side, it's a good matchup, but no one ever really stands out for me. Mitchell's been quiet of late. If you want to go to him for tournaments, I think ownership will be low. Rudy Gobert, he should be able to feast against the Sacramento front court. Um, so the top two guys there for Utah look decent. Everyone else are just secondary options. And Conley, Bogdanovich, Clarkson, O'Neal, Ingles. You can look to Whiteside in a revenge game narrative, who pl- probably plays 15 to 18 minutes. Good point-per-minute guy, but really all kind of secondary plays here for Utah. On the Sacramento side, tough matchup. Not much here I like. The Fox uh, the fox price is still a little bit too much for me. Um, again, Barnes finally coming back down to earth, thankfully, like 25, 27, 26 This is the Harrison Barnes I know. So really, really happy about that, that he's not going for 45 fancy points a night. Um, and there's just not much else here for for Sacramento. Tough, tough matchup. i most likely to be fading Sacramento. All right, finally, Philly and Portland. So still no Embiid, still no Ben Simmons. Tobias Harris, 8.1K. I like this price point on him. Uh, there's been some blowouts, but this is a good matchup. Should stay competitive, right? This is a blowout here, blowout here. This game, like I think he plays 35 to 38 minutes. Um, he's going to be the number one here on offense, and this is a better matchup. So I do like Tobias Harris, a good amount there at that price. God, Drummond, can we talk about a 29 minutes, 12 fancy points for Andre Drummond? Like what happened to him? This is a guy going for 50-plus fancy points, and all of a sudden, 12 fancy points in 29 minutes. Um, I mean, the price came down a little bit, but I'm not confident. They like, they can go small, too. I'm just I'm not going to mess with Drummond. Uh, Tyrese Maxey at 7-1 continues to play big minutes. I think he plays around 40 in a competitive game, so he's a decent option. Probably a slight preference, though, to Tobias Harris. Um, and then you have so the secondary options are all viable. Danny Green out. Um, keep Ryan eye on I don't think he's, let's a questionable. Um, If he comes back, that would kind of muck up that rotation a little bit. So that would be pretty big. So keep an eye on Thibel. If Thibel's out, guys like Curry, Milton, Korkmaz, and Yang all in play here. Um, Again, just monitor status of Matisse Thibel. And finally, Portland. So Damian Lillard, uh, probable uh, good matchup here. He's playing massive minutes, like 40 minutes a night. I think he makes for a pretty good spend-up. I don't know if it will be super popular. McCollum with 7-7, more of a secondary option. I mean, Nurkic has been really good point per minute, but like 23 minutes. 39 fans. I know he got in foul trouble here, but like the minutes are not great. If you're confident Yusof Nurkic plays 28 minutes, then I think you play him at 6.3K. I'm not confident in that, though. They've been going a little bit small, so that's my concern. Uh, Covington at 3.9, he's super, super cheap. Uh, the minutes have been ticking down on him a little bit, though. Um, I mentioned they've been going small. Larry Nance, minutes ticking up. They've been going a little bit of small ball with Larry Nance, 23, 25 minutes last couple games. So at only 3.2K, I think he's, he's worth a look. But yeah, guys, that is going to do it for the video. So if you have been enjoying the content again, make sure to hit the like button, subscribe and hit that notification bell. Uh, thanks again. Have a great night and I'll see you guys all in the next video.